If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Do you want to take back your words from the beginning podcast at the start of this week where you say United probably are not going to catch Man City now or do you still want to stick with that? You're not going to catch Man City. You're still sticking by them words then? You're not going to catch Manchester City right now. Hello and welcome back to Off the Crossbar with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Bradley Morris. It's Thursday and that means it's time for the preview show. We have a lot to talk about this week's show. We've obviously got to look forward to the weekend's games in both the Men's Premier League and the Women's Super League. But we are now going to start off with a roundup of the midweek games. But as ever, how are you doing, Brad, on this Thursday afternoon? Well, I mean, I saw something this week that I... Never truly thought I would see again. I think we all know what you're talking about there. Yeah. Arsenal are back. <laughs> back Man's to the typical Arsenal. Has returned. <laughs> Incredible scenes at the Emirates. Yeah. Obviously, we know what we're talking about because, let's be honest, Arsenal don't even make the top three moments of this week. And they somehow had a big fuck up and they don't even get off into our biggest talking points that is how crazy these midweek games in the premier league were so we'll start off with the most obvious one on tuesday evening and that happened at old trafford where manchester united played southampton and it was the worst start possible for the saints after they went down to 10 men with inside 90 seconds after alexander yankovic got sent off it then began an onslaught of uh, Man- by Manchester United, the Red Devils would run out nine nil winners with goals from Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Marcus Rashford, Ayan Bednarekko in goal, Edison Cavani at half time. Che Adams thought he'd scored in the opening ten minutes of the second half, only for it to be disallowed by VAR. Then in the second half, Man United's goal scorers were Anthony Martial, Scott McTominay, Bruno Fernandes from the penalty spot, Anthony Martial again, and Daniel James. And in between the McTominay and Bruno goal, Jan Bednarek got sent off for the Saints. In quick summary, that was... That was in quick summary. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the quickest summary I could have done of that game. There's so many angles we can pick apart from this game. Just a massacre. (laughs) Yep. I mean, going into that game, I wasn't expecting United to win. 9 because I mean we only played them two two months ago and we uh, had to come back from being 2-1 behind to beat them 3-2 so I wasn't expecting such an onslaught even with them going down to 10 men early on I thought they'd be able to be resolute at the back end shut up shot and not concede many I thought oh, you, we'll probably nick it 1-0 2-0 something quite late on but 9-0 I was beyond flabbergasted Oh, yeah. If we start on Jankowicz, because clearly that boy went and took Michael Mark quite literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did see a story 
yesterday where he apparently handed in a transfer request for not getting uh, game time because he feels like he should be in the first team. And then within the 90 seconds of making his first team debut, he gets sent off with uh, a brazen tackle. I think I think I did say that as well. I just didn't know if I believed it as much. But mm. I admire Jan Bettner as well for realising, yeah, this game's fucked. I'm going to score myself. <laughs> yeah. It's just... And then for him to get sent off later on as well. Yeah, well, that was a bit ridiculous, though. Yeah. I mean... Do you want to take back your words from the beginning podcast at the start of this week where you say United probably are not going to catch Man City now, or do you still want to stick with that? You're not going to catch Man City. You're still sticking by them words, then? You're not going to catch Manchester City right now. (laughs) Well, it's a phenomenal feat for Manchester United, only the second time in the club's history that they have won 9-0 in the Premier League era. The last time was on the 4th of March 1995 against Ipswich Town. And for Southampton, the last time they conceded 9 was the other year against Leicester. Get beat 9-0 once. Shame on you. Get beat 9-0 in back-to-back seasons. Jesus Christ. Just liquidate. And then get bantered by your rivals on both occasions over it, aka Portsmouth, with the pettiness saying congratulations to Leicester and Man United when they both beat them 9 0. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League this week, on Tuesday, we'll start with a, another iconic moment, and that was Sheffield United actually won again. It was against West Brom, I don't feel like I can give him that one. Yeah, but I mean. I didn't think Sam Allardyce would do that proud of a job there. They would lose to Vic and Sheffield United, surely. Is the greatest game on? No. They're still 11 points behind Burnley and have played a game more than Burnley. I mean, I'm also in the camp that it's probably very far-fetched, but the way this season has gone, I can't rule anything out. <laughs> True. Uh Great performance by Chris Wilder side with Jaden Bogle and Billy Sharp getting the goals. What questions are going to have to be starting to get asked about Sam Allardyce's team? I mean, they got outplayed in all aspects of the game by, a, to be honest, a poor Sheffield United side. The thing is, though, I actually think West Brom have been the worser of the two teams. They've just been fortunate on occasions that they've got, I mean, now only one more point than Sheffield United. But I think West Brom, out of the bottom three, have been the worst team potentially i guess so but we'd have to take a proper in-depth look at that that we haven't done oh, we're mm. just going off of all of you yeah um right elsewhere in this week uh we'll finish off tuesday's roundup in a minute but there was obviously uh yesterday's action at anfield where liverpool played brighton there was no start for uh new signing ben davis for liverpool who they signed on uh deadline day and uh ozan kabak wasn't in the country yet and i think he's only just come over today or he might have came over like yesterday so when the big quarantine rules or it doesn't matter does it with new signings uh, some it does and some it doesn't. I don't know whether they were able to get an exception or not. Um, but obviously the big news in the starting eleven was that Alisson, the goalkeeper, was missing due to an illness. So that meant uh, Creven Kellera was in between the sticks 
for uh, Liverpool, but it was Brighton that ended up winning 1-0 thanks to uh, Steven Alzati uh, goal in the 56th minute. Liverpool were just poor, weren't they? Are we putting him on fraud watch now? Is, is this how bad it's gone? Yes. <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's, a, it's a minor fraud watch. Very minor, but I think he, if another defeat, I think he will definitely be on it. I mean, they went, was it 64 matches on beaten at home and now they've lost their last two to Burnley and Brighton? Something's gone wrong mentally because you can't go on that run for so long and then just lose two in a row without it there being some sort of mental block. Yeah. And the fact that there's seven points off Manchester City and have played a game more, the only one of the worst title defences the following season I can think of in recent years would probably be Chelsea when they went on to finish, I think, was it 10th under Mourinho? Or that season Mourinho got sacked and they were finished like 8th to 10th. And then didn't Leicester have a drop-off as well the season following their title win? Yes, they were down near the bottom. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's been that long ago now in terms of footballing world. A lot has happened, but yeah, they just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the same Liverpool of old, which is really weird because they're not that old of a team in terms of like togetherness and that. It's fairly a new team, but it's going to be interesting to see how they respond, especially with the big fixture that they've got uh, on the weekend. Elsewhere, Jess Lingard made his debut for West Ham United against Aston Villa and he scored a brace. Please don't And Thomas Suchek also scored. How have you made Jesse Lingard look like Lionel Messi? I have said this every time. We are, we we turn into a charity sometimes with old players who need a bit of a boost. Mm. But you, Danny Welbeck, earlier in the season, we did it. Yep. There's others. I can't, I know, I've lost my mind. Bama Yank wasn't, Bama Yank no, one of no, those. No, was that Lacazette? No, 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 no. I thought it was one of the Arsenal ones that had gone on a long run and then they scored against you like this season. It might have been early last season, but oh, obviously it hasn't happened the last two times. Yes. But it's it's the Villa charity. Well, how about those in need? I mean, Jesse Lingard was in need. I mean... Richard, well, that's where we start. I'll give my January fourth. I'll be honest. I'll be like, thank fuck he's starting. He yeah. has not played in months. And we will, why we are, how energetic our team can be. We will play him off the park. Yeah. There was only one team that was energetic in that one, and it wasn't us. It was definitely the other Claret and Blue team. I do write that third kit, though, West Ham. The black and gold, wasn't yeah, it? Black and gold, nice. he just goes. Mm. So lethargic. That was our worst performance. Oh, 100%. percent i have made the Leeds one was worse, but this one feels more painful. I think it's a bit more embarrassing the fact that Jess Lingard hasn't played in such a long time and then was able to just to come on and do that against us. It, like it just felt like a massive reality check. Mm. All, all this talk, oh, we're so close to Europe, we're going to actually do something quite amazing. Now we're a mid-table team at best. Ninth in the league. I mean, I can't, I can't complain about mid-table. If you ask me at the start of the season, would I take where we are now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still have two games in hand, so if he was to win them again, 
exceptional circumstances, but you would uh, be level on points with uh, Everton and two behind West Ham. I mean, Everton also have two games in hand as well, but you never know with that Everton side. I, mean, uh, I don't hate the Europa League. Exactly. Elsewhere in the Premier League over this week, uh, Everton beat Leeds United 2-1. Goals from Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Guilford Sigerson's uh, scored the win for Carlo Ancelotti's side, whilst Rafinha scored for Leeds. Leicester City beat Fulham 2-0. James Justin and Kelechi Ian Nacho with the goals for Brendan Rodgers' side. Man City only beat Burnley 2-0. Gabriel Jesus and Raheem Sterling with the <laughs> first half goals. Lloyd is only 2-0. It was 5 nil earlier in the season, and that was the game I, pre- I told you in the previous show. It would be 5 nil. That's why I said it yeah, was. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace beat Newcastle 2-1. Jairo Rydvald and Gary Cahill with the goals for Crystal Palace, whilst John Joe Shelby scored for Newcastle. It's looking bleak for them. I mean, they are really getting dragged into this relegation fight now. Fucking Steve Bruce. <laughs> Back to reality, Steve. And never have I said he was a football genius. <laughs> uh, no, Chelsea versus Tottenham hasn't happened yet. That is today for us recording at eight o'clock. And obviously the game we haven't talked about is the one from the Molyneux where Wolves beat Arsenal 2-1 with goals from Ruben Neves from the penalty spot and João Moutinho just after half time. They're not the talking points though. And the fact that Wolves have actually won a game nor was it the fact that Pukaya Saka was offside, or not him offside, but uh, there was an offside for his disallowed goal early on. Nor was it the fact that Nicolas Pepe scored for Arsenal. No, it was the fact that they finished the game with nine men after David Luiz and Bernd Leno got sent off. The only time in David Luiz's career probably shouldn't have been sent off, or something as well. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, I've seen the uh, replay of that, that or foul i say in extended quotation marks about four or five times and i don't he doesn't touch him does he for all the fouls he's committed in his career and got got sent off or booked for that one shouldn't have been a foul or sending off or anything i just i don't know what has been seen there that's determined that as a red card it's the the mass opinion that was going around that but only because it was louise that was the only reason he got sent off no, oh, rep. it's just a reputation that he's now getting to referees. I mean, that's a silly thing. If that's the case, they're descending him off because of who he is. So, so was he checked by VAR? I don't. I don't know. You'd think he would have been. If it's a red card, that they usually have to check it anyway. But and well, if they, they, well, they were they, critically analysing it, or they would an offside. I mean, if that was the case, and they still saw that as a red card offence, then. They need, then people need to get off the air and head straight to fucking Specsaver because there was no way it was that a red card. It was clearly Stevie Wonder on VAR duties at Mania for that one. Mm. And then um, Bernard Leno getting sent off as well. I mean, I mean, yeah, that one, no complaints on that one. You get no, he's getting no uh, support from me or anyone in the world. It was weird for that. He's just, he's just completely fucked. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. What was he even trying to do? I think because it had rained, like, when the ball was just, he's just misjudged it completely and he's realised if he lets it go, trial is through in schools. Yeah. But it doesn't, he's not, it's not a proper punch though, is it? Look, no, it's, it's, like, it's, it's iffy when he's still got it away. 
It's like he's, you know, when you see in the old pirate movies when they do like the pirate cheers or the singing the songs, he looks like he's just done that and he's hit the ball away. And he's just like, I, I, what are you trying to do, lad? Just, oh, gosh, darn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's all the action from the Premier League we've had. Um, obviously, we mentioned that Liverpool made some signings. I know it was transfer deadline day when we recorded our show. That's quite an entertaining one, actually. A lot happened in yeah. terms of like news stories wise. The second we stopped doing transfer updates, they just they all turn up. Mm, I mean, it seemed Liverpool were making bids for every central defender on the fucking planet. That could, they were looking up the Sophie for list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's, who's being talked about the most? Right here. <laughs> when you're playing football manager, this you're not going to get this reference, but you get fucking sent like targets who you should look at every other day they've literally just gone right who's on this list from our scouts bid 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 that is what they literally did then there was josh king was linked with every club under the sun and he got a move to everton for the remainder of this season ainsley maitland Niles, another man who was linked with three or four clubs he moved to west brom uh, Takumi Minamino went on a late move down to Southampton, which came out of the blue. That was surprising. I know they don't play him as much now, and he is, isn't firing for them, but why would they let him leave? Um, maybe because they knew is coming back so, uh, soon, and Jota's going to be starting, and then they'll have Firmino in Minamino's place, that's why. But what I thought Minamino was a more wide player, because yeah. they left themselves a bit like there now, if, you know. The way their injuries yeah. are going, who knows what happens if Marne or Salah gets injured? Jesus Christ. I think they'll have to sign someone else. Um, that whole sign of Ben Davis came out of the blue as well. I mean, I don't think anyone expected them to do that. It just within a few hours or so, it just randomly appeared. What else have we, what other transfers happened? I'm trying to think now. Shane Long went to Bournemouth. Yes, he won't. He won't cause problems for Villa. Yes, uh, um, for the remainder of the season, uh, Derby signed about five hundred players themselves on deadline day. How many of those were my new players? Just the one. Um, Jesse Lingard. Well, no, Jesse Lingard wasn't done on deadline day. That was before deadline day, was it? He was slightly before. Yeah. yeah um. Not a lot else happened. It was the quietest January that the Premier League has had since 2012, where only 84 million was spent on transfers. But that is obviously going to happen after the uh, pandemic. Brexit. Well, Brexit as well has had a massive effect. So uh, I would expect more movement in the summer. Right. We have a full set of fixtures to look forward to in the Premier League, so I'll hand it to you to do the predictions lead before we go into a preview. Yeah, I have a very interesting slide for wild card this week. It almost feels like Derby week. Anyway, but we'll start with the Prem games. We have the bottom of the table clash. Burnley and Brighton. Who's at home? It's at the happy place. Turf more then. Um, I'll go one nil to Burnley. I'll have one one. 
Crap, I accidentally put it as 11 rather than 1-1. Game two. Newcastle, Southampton. Um, I mean, I think the Saints are going to bounce back and you couldn't ask for a better team to play at this minute in time considering how dreadful Newcastle have been. I imagine it's up at St. James's Park. As you said, Newcastle first. I'm going to go with 2-1 to Southampton. What is a small part of my shit-ass mind believing Steve Bruce football genius. Don't be serious. Oh, sorry. Do be serious. Stop joking. Oh, it's tempting, isn't it? <laughs> no. Uh, Just be realistic, not crazy. 2-1 Southampton. So, same scoreline. I'll hold you Game closely three. responsible. <laughs> 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 Game, Game three. Big game of the weekend. Liverpool, Man City. From Merseyside. Oh, I see Man City winning this 3-2. I think it's going to be a good game. Unless it's uh, the 4.30 kick. Is it the 4.30 kick on Sunday? I feel like it would be. Give me a second. I'll just have a quick butchers. Before this, I'm changing my prediction. I already know my prediction. Hang on this weekend. Sorry. I'm changing my prediction. (laughs) 1-0 Manchester City. Idiot! No, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn between draw and the win. Yeah. Now I'll go one and one. So same again. Yeah, the nil nil was tempting though. Yes. Uh, so the three wild card games this weekend. Yeah. Start with the one that isn't a derby, because Barcelona are playing Real Betis. Oh, Real Betis. So, you know. Um, I'm going to go Barcelona to win 3-1. I'll go 2-1 to Barca. Okay. Game number five. We're in Derby territory. What do you know of... Le Classique. Well, from your pronunciation, I'm going to say that it is PSG versus Lille or someone. Is it, it a French game? I imagine you don't know what Le, Le Classique is. It's Marseille versus Paris Saint-Germain. Is it really Le Classique? That's still most successful sides in French football. Look it up, look it up. I don't know how you don't know this. Okay, but who's at home? It is at Marseille. This game has intrigue with the way PSG lost the last one. And of course, everything happening with Marseille at the moment. I mean, what hasn't happened at Marseille in this past week? I mean, on Monday we talked about um, the riots that happened at the training ground over the weekend and then they signed Olivier Nechem on deadline day from Celtic on loan with the option to buy and then the following day and the option of a manager uh, sacking with it as well <laughs> Andre Villas-Boas has, uh, tenders his resignation because apparently he didn't want to sign Oliver Nichem and the board did it himself so then he offered his resignation and now they've sacked him 
You dare sign Celtic players to my squad, okay? I'm not buying from that farmers league. <laughs> I mean, imagine how you must feel if you're Olivier Nachem. You you join a new club and you realise the manager didn't doesn't even want you there. You realise it's bad enough at Celtic, but you've come to something even worse. Oh, no. It's not going away from a tiny bit of rainfall to a goddamn thunderstorm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had a crazy, crazy scenes, but I'm going for a PSG four-one uh, victory. Oh, <laughs> I'm going three 0 PSG. Okay, and the final game. Another derby. Obviously. They are saying more fiery. I don't know. Because depends depends what it is. A very violent affair on its day. I mean, no fans. But this weekend in Turkey, it is the intercontinental derby, otherwise known as the eternal rivalry. Old friends of the podcast, Fenerbahce and Galatasaray. Hey, are the Fenners at home? It's at Fenerbahce. Um, I actually don't know how either team's doing this season because I haven't really paid much attention to the Turkish League. Um, but I'm going to go with a Fenerbahce 2-1 victory. So the eternal rivalry ends 1-1. Okay. Right, so that is our predictions league. A reminder that you're on 50 points heading into this weekend's fixtures whilst I'm on 77. You've gone for two draws and I haven't gone for a single draw at all in the six games. But that is plenty to look forward to. Right. Now on to the preview of the weekend's games. Uh, We'll obviously start with the most obvious one which we mentioned in our predictions league, Josh, which is Liverpool-Manchester City. Man City are on a phenomenal run of form in all competitions. I think they're now 12-13 unbeaten. And then, um, so looking at incredible, whilst Liverpool are on a somewhat downfall. You know what's actually quite poetic about this? That I've just thought about? You think, you think this fixture over a year ago? Man City were in the position Liverpool are in now. Yeah. Defending it. Completely awash with ideas and the other team that you're supposed to be rivals with are just destroying everyone. Exactly. And now the tides have turned again. Massively and quickly as well. Um, For me, I think City are just going to be favourites. Huh? Although it's at Anfield, I think their quality this past two months or so it's just been incredible where Liverpool don't look their half of themselves as they did last season so it's going to be a tough ask for uh, Jurgen Klopp's side but I still see Man City running out as the better team um, next up we have the big one at Old Trafford I believe yep on 8 o'clock on Saturday, as Manchester United welcome Carlo Ancelotti's Everton to Old Trafford. Um, what are your thoughts heading into this one? I'd say 
they've built the platform now to at least try and battle Man City. Hmm. Problem with that is Man City have to lose for them to get there. Yeah. Well, they've set the bar for themselves now the last week. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's one of them where against one of the top seven or eight teams traditionally is one of the. This is one of the games I feel somewhat confident going into. As a United fan, you think right? Uh, we can actually just we've got to continue on the bounce from that nine nil. Obviously, not if they had the same victory, then obviously phenomenal. But we've just got to win and not just like fall off our form and just go back to typical Man United. And you're like, oh, they've gone one minute from looking phenomenal to the next minute being the banger, average Manchester United again. Right. Uh, then we have a another derby on Saturday, pre- preluding that in London, where Fulham take on West Ham United. Obviously, not as big as a derby as others, but it is. So you're you're going to try and do the sky approach and go it's east versus west. <laughs> yes. If Sky can milk it, then so can we. Um, I hate that approach. I think Leicester are a rival. Yeah, but that's the same approach as what you just did for Fulham at uh, West Ham, East versus West. Yeah, but I don't believe they're rivals there. No, they're not. They try and make it a rivalry when it isn't. Mm. Well, if, I'm going to say West Ham are going to be favourites going into oh, that yeah. one. Captain Suchek. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the Premier League over that this weekend, we have... Leeds versus Crystal Palace on Monday night. Sheffield United versus Chelsea. Wolves versus Leicester in what could be a good game, very entertaining, should on paper. Uh, Tottenham West Brom. I mean, Tottenham probably just going to absolutely destroy Sam Allardyce's space. Yeah, th- this would be prime Big Sam if they turn up. If they get a result away at Spurs, Jose's time. I was fully expecting his like, Oh, I'll, I'll do. <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm, I'm not that stupid. TikTok, TikTok. Um, Newcastle, Southampton, which we spoke about on our predictions. Uh, Saints are going to obviously be hoping to bounce back from that incredible bad defeat against Manchester United. And like we said, Newcastle are the team that you would want to face the most at this current present time in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Burnley, same, with, same with Newcastle. They'll be licking their lips a little bit at this. There's a chance yeah. to, back, to back their manager. Oh, 100%. Steve Bruce Football Genius. <laughs> uh, we also have Burnley versus Brighton in technically, well, not even, yeah, it is a relegation six pointer, kind of. Both teams need it if they want to get away. Yeah. I feel like Burnley need the bounce back while Brighton are on a bit of a momentum swing now from that win against Liverpool. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And then the weekend kicks off at half past 12 at Villa Park as your Aston Villa welcome Mikel Arteta's Arsenal to the stadium. Got to be confident, maybe? Slightly less confident than I was two hours prior to the the West Ham game. (laughs) (laughs) But the only bet is, I guess, Converse can come on is who Arsenal will probably have in goal. Which will be Renison. Yeah. And 
given the past games we've had now against Arsenal, we've, we've had their number of it. Oh yeah, 100%. But Arsenal are still on a bit of a rise right now. But we desperately need a win. Yeah, you just got to hope they start willing and then you're guaranteed the victory. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing nothing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I right, think so dead. <laughs> dead on their feet. They need a rest in them. Yes. Right, on to the Women's Super League. Uh, again, we've got a full fixture list full of cards. <clears throat> Kicking Don't off say that. that. <laughs> Would you say that? You know what's going to happen. Torchwood. Uh, starting off at half past 12 at the Banksy Stadium in Warsaw, Aston Villa play Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Aston Villa didn't play last week. If I remember correctly, no. no, they did. They lost four 0 to Chelsea. That was last week, then the twenty seventh. Yeah, last weekend was the twenty seventh. Oh wait, we're about Tottenham. I was about us. No, Aston Villa women played last weekend. You didn't play Arsenal. No, you didn't. We're gonna play Arsenal. Look this up. We're gonna play Arsenal. Was last weekend the twenty seventh? It was, and if you look back, Chelsea played Tottenham, and they won four 0 No. I know this because I had a quick question in the uni lectures this morning on it. I'm looking at the fucking fixtures here. 27th of January, Aston Villa nil, Chelsea 4, Magdalene Eriksson, Penilla Hart, Beth England and Sam Kerr with the goal scorers. Don't test me on it. Oh, boy. Arsenal were meant to play Aston Villa the week previously when it was the snow, but that got called off. Because Arsenal were meant to play West Ham last weekend. Oh, I've got my dad's mixed up. Well, yes. <laughs> Don't test me. Right. Um, Tottenham will be hoping to bounce back. Is first point? <laughs> Maybe. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say that again. Um, I've knocked you. For what? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Tottenham are definitely going to be the favourites heading into this game. Um uh, it should be a good res- result for them. Then on Sunday, Man United play Reading. They'll be hoping to put in a better performance than the Casey Stoney sub will be hoping to put in a better performance than they did last time against Reading uh, when they just about beat them. But uh, very confident heading into that. Then we have Chelsea versus Brighton at two o'clock. Also, I've just realised the 27th wasn't last weekend, it was last midweek. They played That's t- why you, you confused were, me. Right? That's why you confused yeah. me. Yeah. It was they played Aston Villa midweek last Wednesday, yeah, and then they played Tottenham on the Sunday. Yes, I've just remembered that now, so I do apologise. Sorry you. for everyone listening. Still Even they both won, they still won four 0 leave away. Um, <laughs> Chelsea will be open to continue their impressive form of thirty-two league games unbeaten. Uh, they also played last night in the Conti Cup against West Ham and won. Six nil. Yeah, six nil. Uh, Penilla Harder scored a hat trick. Beth England, Frank Kirby, and oh, I've forgotten who the other goal scorer was. My bad. Even I had it open. I can't remember. Sophie Ingle. That was Sophie Ingle because uh, it was the outside of the box uh, goal. So that's our um, yeah. It was an absolute rocket. Um. There has been, before we continue, there's a talk about Chelsea head coach Emma Hayes being linked with the AFC Wimbledon men's job. 
um, this past week after they sacked their manager. And for me, I don't know why she would do that. Yes, it'd be good to see a woman in the man's game, which he has reiterated. It doesn't matter whether age, skin colour or gender should all be treated equally. But for me, that would be a step down going to Wimbledon from Chelsea. Because, I mean... Would it? Yes. I, I know I get what she meant. It's but 100% a step down. Is it a step down over the championship goal goes in? Yeah. Uh, no, yes. championship I mean, goal, I would say. I know that a lot of them will say that they should be looking at the Premier League, Premier League jobs. Mm-hmm. It, it's so hard to not look at what is actually the obvious, and that's the men's games are a lot more physical. No, not having that. Oh, no, no, you wouldn't. But it's you're telling me you would you would go to a team that has twenty are twenty second in League One, and don't. Find and granted, I think Wimbledon was probably the wrong choice, but I think if it was like a, a higher up League One team. That no, was bold enough to do it. No. I, I would stick with Chelsea. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever have a female manager in the men's game? Yeah, I think it would be... It, it, takes, it takes one of them to do it. Yeah, it's I think it would be... It's going to be a lot sooner than I think we think. And I think Emma Hayes is probably the best case forward um, to be that person. But I think it, for her, it would have to be a good enough job rather than like a League One, low League One or League Two. I think maybe mid-championship team to high end. I think that would have to be something to drag her away from Chelsea. Because, I mean, this season, she they're into the last 16. They, the current FA Cup holders, they're the current WSL holders. No, they're not current FA Cup holders, sorry. They're FA Cup finalists. They lost to Man City in the uh, final. Um up at the WSL, 32 games unbeaten. They've got some of the best women's footballers in the world at their team in this minute in time. Why would you leave? Yeah, the pay might be, be better or what have you. Or some may say the quality of football will be better because women's football is not as good as men's. But that's because it's based on like what's in front of you. You can't, she can't make them like suddenly be on level as Lionel Messi and all that, considering their physical abilities of the woman is different to a man. So for me, I think it'd have to be a really serious job offer for her to even consider leaving Chelsea. But at this minute in time, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I get everything you're saying. You're not wrong. It's just you have to look at the mindset of a lower championship side and think, are they? Like, are they going to really offer? It's not addiction to pivot. In their minds, it's we need to get someone in who's experienced at this. Mm. That's why I think League One could, in reality, it's not the worst option. That's why I wasn't in full agreement with what she was saying, because it's like you're setting your bar high. Clearly, you hold yourself to a high esteem, which is the right thing to do, knowing what you've achieved. Mm. But maybe it takes going in at that smaller step to actually encourage it more. Yeah, I don't think it was too much. She wouldn't go into League One. I think it was mainly the situation that she's currently in at Chelsea to what she would have to do at Wimbledon. Where I think would be the you have to admire Wimbledon for deciding that. Granted, if she did turn it down. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is 
good to see that uh, they're not just being exclusive to a white male being given considered the job they are considering every aspect of a potential manager um elsewhere in the wsl let me just finish off our wrap-up everton play birmingham city at half at two o'clock at wharton hall park at half two on bt sport one it's the big one between third and fourth place arsenal taking on manchester city and what will definitely be the game of the weekend Arsenal will be hoping to do better than the last time they faced Manchester City when they lost 2-1 after a late Caroline Weir goal in stoppage time. And another bit of news from Manchester City, their goalkeeper Ellie Roebuck signed a new three-year deal to stay at the club until 2024. And then the final game sees West Ham take on Bristol City in what I'm going to call the Matt Beard derby as Matt Beard is now the Bristol City manager and was previously the West Ham manager. Very uh, good game. Bristol City win this. They will go above West Ham in the league and they are looking like they've turned the corner recently and they will play Chelsea in the Conti Cup final after they beat Leicester 1-0 last night as well after the game and it was uh, Kira Steels, I think her name is, who scored the uh, winner for that beard side. So uh, the final of that country cup will take place later on this month at Vicarage Road, which will be an interesting one to see happen. Should be Chelsea's to win though, that one, surely. Yeah, Chelsea are definitely going to win that. I mean, if they absolutely dominated West Ham the way... If they dominate Bristol City the way they did West Ham last night, then it's going to be impossible for Chelsea to lose. Um, anything else in the world of football? Not, not that I'm aware of. I know you said you had a few stories, but I can just admire that you're eating Doritos while recording a podcast. Sorry about that. Yes, so uh, I did see an interesting or oh, funny story um, earlier on today, and it involves Carlisle United. So... In the world we, already of football. Enough, we already have enough in-jokes on Carlisle United. <laughs> no. So, another match awards. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> they have some very strange ones in the world of football. I mean, in South Africa, you get a SIM card. Um, I have seen some get like a pair of shoes. The Obviously, the more popular divisions, you get like a, a trophy. <laughs> Excuse me. They used to get um, obviously the champagne before they changed it. And Carlisle United, with a win, loss, or a draw, their man of the match gets a takeaway curry. Is that, <laughs> um, is that what it was? That looked like radioactive. I take it you're on about the Joe Riley picture. Yeah. Jesus, he looked absolutely delighted. Former Manchester United, Joe Riley, that's a mate at there. <laughs> there's looking depressed and then there's that. I mean, Jesus, it was definitely one of the stranger Man of the Match awards you will ever receive in football. Fact is, though, they lost that game. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy the, that, that 
to be awarded to a man of the match. I mean, I, I, I'm genuinely at a loss for words because I don't think I've ever seen something so random given before. I know I did just say about the same card in South Africa, but over here in England, I mean. Hmm. Can you ever see Pep Guardiola just giving Raheem Sterling a, a bolognese or something? Like that? I don't know. A paella. <laughs> just comes out of a paella in a talk. <laughs> Mm. What would Jose Mourinho give his players? Um, would it be next Instagram did? <laughs> that'd be interesting. I think that is definitely one for uh, one for the future that we're gonna have that to. Is, think yeah, something. Very, it's a very good debate. Actually. What what would managers give their players if they won one of the match? Yeah, okay. can pop some tickets to rock and roll football. <laughs> Tony Pulis would give them a new cap. A oh, baseball cap and a pair of white uh, Adidas trainers. Sean Dyche would give them some worms. What would give worms? <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same same old uh, thing that he sounds like he's eaten a load yeah. of worms. I've got one. Neil Warnock would just give them the British flag. <laughs> Definitely. Harry Win Harry Redknapp would give them the a car window. Uh, we definitely could go on for a long time with that. Um, but that is the rest of the world of football rounded up and previewed. We will be back on Monday to look back at the fixtures and any other talking points from around the world of football. And hopefully, we have an entertaining weekend and see how we get on in our predictions league. Uh, wherever you're listening to make sure you give us a like comment and subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode again and we will see you at the start of next week until then enjoy your weekend stay safe wherever you are and it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter Brad. this is the only podcast where you can get an actual iteration of what it's like eating doritos while recording a podcast there may be some of us out there well, they at least nice. Can you just get that out of the Yeah, they're a chilly heat wave. Interesting choice. Oh, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> yes, goodbye.